This is the First and 30 Podcast, the podcast that gives you the cliff notes of all the NFL news and notes without all the bullshit. Today is Monday, November 9th, 2021, and I'm joined on the line, as always, by Keith and Drew. Uh, we took a shellacking again, second week in a row. Um, I think Keith finished at 500. Keith, how are you feeling coming out of the weekend? Not too bad. I'm excited to be here and, and recap what, uh, what transpired over the weekend. You know, we, we got a lot of upsets, a lot of big upsets, which... Obviously, none none of us saw coming. Nobody saw coming. So yep. uh, the action was exciting. We, we saw a lot of things that we didn't expect. That's sometimes how it goes. Yeah, it seems like that's the theme of the NFL season this year, as uh, we've brought up a couple times. There's no one you can really trust. And, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're really seeing that. Some of the teams that we really hung our hats on let us down big time, including the Buffalo Bills. Drew, how, what were your thoughts on that game, seeing the Jaguars take care of business against the Bills? Jesus, what a conundrum that is. I I don't even know what to think about it because it's so abysmal. Um, if you would have, yeah, I would have lost my ass on that game if you would have told me that this is what was going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't The Bills just didn't show up. They didn't show up really last week either against the Dolphins. And, boy, Florida teams are giving them a problem. Yes, they certainly are, man. I feel like... They, the Florida teams have given the Bills problems in the past, and um, yeah, but who the fuck saw that coming? That was pretty wild. Yeah, there was a, a lot of games this weekend that really made us think the NFL is upside down this year, and we're going to break down all of them with one of the more uh, conventional uh, breakdowns of the Colts and Jets right after this. Bounce. If you got my fucking back, then just say you're down with me and my team yeah. You're fucking sick of the scene yeah. Cause nothing is what it seems Alright, so uh, we were all on the Colts on Thursday night We got back into the winning ways on our Thursday night games We kind of covered that on Friday Moving into Sunday though, it was a different story um, One of the few games that we all got Or that Drew and Keith got right was uh, Cleveland-Cincinnati they were both on the Browns. I took the Bengals. I didn't watch a second of this game, but um, seems as if Cleveland took care of business. Keith, do you feel more confident in the Browns going forward? I think it was a game that they needed to win, to be honest with you. It, they just they needed to get back on track. They got Odell out of there. I think the, the offense kind of got some things rolling this week. Baker wasn't fantastic. He wasn't magnificent, but this team doesn't need him to be. He just – avoid the mistakes, uh, rely on that run game. Nick Chubb had a huge game. Uh, Baker did throw two touchdowns, and Donovan Peoples-Jones stepped into that role for Odell Beckham, and he caught the long touchdown, so that was good to see. Um, I just, I don't know, it was just a game that they had to have, and they went and got it. They beat a young Bengals team. They're very talented, but they are very young, so it was just kind of one of those games in the division. The Browns had to have it. They went and got it. I feel like sometimes Baker just needs to be put – he needs to be cornered sometimes, and I think he really comes out swinging. I wish he would play like that every single game, but uh, we don't always get that. So it was a really good, convincing win for that team, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to matter going forward here in the division. Yeah, it certainly will. I, that, that was one of the – it made me a little nervous picking the Bengals in that game just because of the, the Browns' backs being against the wall. And they that division is going to be tough. Uh, Drew, do you think the – I mean, looking at that division right now, the Browns are still in last place. But, I mean, any anyone uh, can take that division at this point. It does seem up in the air. And, and, they, and all those teams in that division have a hellacious schedule the rest of the way out, especially the Browns. They have the worst schedule on the way out. Um, so they're, they're really going to have to prove their their merit here and really show what kind of team they are. But getting Odell out of Cleveland does seem to help Baker because I feel like Baker, because he was friends with Odell, um, was just force-feeding him too much and trying too hard instead of letting the game come to them. And Baker is not, like I keep telling everybody, Baker is not uh, a true leader on that team in the sense where 
you put the game on his shoulders and he's going to deliver. They're, that team has run through the offense and through the defense, and that's exactly kind of what we saw on Sunday against the Bengals, and they just dominated really on both sides of the ball, and they got back to what I think they needed to do. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they got back on track because, you know, we have them going deep in the playoffs. But um, moving forward, they have a tough division. They have a tough schedule. And um, we'll see if, if they can sneak out some more wins. But they, they look good on Sunday. Yeah, they definitely, I mean, they beat the crap out of the Bengals and they did what they needed to do. And hopefully, you know, maybe maybe getting OBJ out of there is, is the best thing for this team. And we shall see how they respond going forward. Uh, Denver, Dallas, I mean, this one surprised the fuck out of me. I think it surprised the fuck out of everybody. I thought, I mean, I think Denver's trash. So the fact that they came out and it wasn't even like the Cowboys kept it close. The, Cow- uh, the Broncos just completely had control of this game from the get-go, and D- Dallas was never in it. Keith, is this just maybe rushing Dak back, or were they overlooking the Broncos, or is this something to be concerned about? Certainly concerning to see that coming out of the bye. Uh, you- you'd like your team to come out fresh, uh, prepared to play, and that is not what we saw on Sunday. I think the Broncos, we've been talking about that defense all year long, and that secondary is very good, and they did a really good job against the outside receivers. Amari Cooper only had two catches. CeeDee Lamb only had two catches. And somehow throughout the game, Zeke Elliott only carried the ball ten times. So, I mean, I I didn't watch all of this game because, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of excitement going on. I watch Red Zone to try to catch everything that I can, but – I mean, yeah. this game just got away from them in a hurry, and I just I feel like they were unprepared. Uh, got to kind of put that on Mike McCarthy. I feel like they they won that game against Minnesota without Dak, and as soon as that game was over, they handed out the game ball, and they were like, "All right, you guys have done a really good job up until this point. Enjoy your week off." And then that was that, and they came. <laughs> they just seemed very unprepared to play that game. So, yeah. um, disappointing. But I mean, that's I'm used to that kind of a letdown. I was. I don't know. I was I was only going to – this is the first time this season that I was not concerned about the game going into it, <laughs> and I should have known better. I felt it in my bones Sunday morning, but, you know, I still bet Dallas nine and a half, and boy, oh, boy, was that bad. <laughs> yeah, they bent you the fuck over, man. Yeah, that was – I guess it is uh, something you expect as a Cowboys fan, but I was thinking this team was going to be different. Hopefully they can get things turned around next week. Drew? You know, I didn't see this coming. Obviously, nobody did. Hats off to the Broncos, but at the same time, you're thinking, well, Broncos, where the hell has this been all season long? Um, so, it, And then, you know, you think, well, Dallas, where the hell did this come from? So it was a, such a perplexing game all the way around because the Broncos really did own Dallas. And I'm just going to chalk this up as, you know, every once in a while you just throw up a humdinger and that's, you know – that's to be expected. I expect Dallas to get right um, this week against Atlanta. Um, and, and now that they got their the brakes beaten off of them against the Broncos, who are, you know, as we chalked up, not as a very good team, uh, maybe this will give them some extra motivation and make them dig deeper and, and focus a little bit better. But, yeah, they sure looked putrid on Sunday. And I lost a lot of money on that. And uh, it's hopeful that uh, they get things back in gear here which i think they will I, yeah. I have confidence that they will there's too much talent on that team both sides of the ball uh, for them not to get right but every once in a while you just lay a stinker and you know this is dallas's stinker this week is there any chance drew that maybe the broncos are better than we think they are or do you think this they're still trash yeah, I, I i think that nobody gave them a shot to win this game and they just got up for it and i i don't really expect to Broncos to continue this trend whatsoever. Um, yeah, Teddy's been playing uh, decent, but not enough to where they can keep themselves in games. They don't score enough, and Teddy Bridgewater uh, plays it too safe sometimes, and he just hit all the throws, and you know the force was with them this weekend. That's all I can say about it, but I don't expect them to continue this going forward. Yeah, I guess um, I don't really feel that way as well. I think they're kind of crappy, and 
you know, like you said, when you have everybody saying they have no chance, that usually can get these professional athletes up and ready to go. But I don't, I don't trust them really going forward. Speaking of teams, I don't trust Houston to Miami. Um, we were all on the Houston Texans. Um, probably the one time all year that we were all going to be in agreement about Houston getting a win, and obviously they went out and promptly lost. So we were all on the wrong side of that one. Um, Pretty shitty game, 17-9. Tyrod Taylor had three interceptions. The Dolphins won the game with five turnovers. Um, Both of these teams are garbage, and there's really not much more to say about it. Drew, um, yeah. (laughs) Did you watch a second of this one? Not really, um, because I didn't didn't bet this game, so I didn't really have any dogs in this fight. But, you know, I thought the Texans starting uh, Tyrod Taylor, I would think they would have had him ready to go and he looked awful. Um, and that was a literally a letdown. Cause if he plays his normal game, I think they had a real shot at winning that game. But we said on Friday that these are two bad teams and someone has to win. And it just happened to be Miami. And um, they have a tough game on Thursday night against the Ravens I don't take too much account into this uh, it was two bad teams playing down in Florida and um, you know Miami got it done they did just enough to get it done but you know nothing overly impressive I don't think this was a get right game for Miami they, congratulations they beat an awful team one of the worst in the league and maybe we just uh, overthought this game and, and had more uh, anticipation that Tyra Taylor would, would get the ball to Brandon Cooks and spread it around and get some running yards and keep drives alive and just keep them in it, but it just wasn't the case. Yeah, it was pretty shitty. Keith, did you get a chance to see any of this one? No, not a whole lot. Um, I thought before the game started, Tua got ruled out, and I was like, oh, damn, we picked the Texans. This really helps us out, but that was not the case whatsoever. <laughs> yep. Uh, Tyrod really let us down and kind of like the Broncos that's a secondary that we've been talking about all year Miami secondary and they showed up and got three interceptions and in a game like this where the teams are just so closely and shittily matched up yeah <laughs> like those those mistakes are they're huge so I mean obviously in a game like that you can't make those types of mistakes and and Tyrod did so um, this is a game this week that I look back on. There was a lot of big upsets this week, but this is a game I look back on after you know after the dust settles, and I'm like, man, I should have taken Miami because they're the more talented team. But I think we just got a little overly hyped for Tyrod's return. Um, it, you know, the first game back, maybe he's better next week, so uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that going forward. But yeah, I, I definitely thought that we had a, a good good beat on that game but obviously not oh yeah well we learned our lesson we're not taking the fucking texans ever again um moving on to atlanta new orleans another game where i I don't think i'm jumping on this team anymore um the uh falcons actually pulled an upset on the road in new orleans i was surprised as fuck with this because i thought i really expected more out of new orleans um i mean i know that this is a rivalry game um but that defense in New Orleans gave up a last-second drive to the uh, Falcons, and I, I, I don't know. I, that just was very surprising to me, and I don't know what to think of New Orleans going forward. They're five and three. Atlanta's alive in the playoff hunt, so I don't. I, both of these teams, I don't really have a good read on going forward. Keith, do you do you think the Falcons could continue this role and uh, maybe set up for the playoffs? I'm just not sure. They they went back on my shit list last week because two weeks ago we were talking them up and they were turning things around and then they fell on their face and uh, they lost after we picked them and then we go into this game thinking that they're shit again and they come out and win against the Saints. So I don't know. I, I'm with you. I, I don't have a good beat on either of these teams. The one thing that I know is I don't think that the recipe for the Saints to win is to send Trevor Simeon out there and throw 41 times. I don't understand that whatsoever. And Alvin Kamara only carried the ball 13 times in this game. Like, it's just a bad recipe. I I feel like that's a bad coaching. I don't know if Sean Payton was trying to go out and prove something with Simeon or whatever, but I don't know. I think the I think the Taysom Hill kind of fits their style a little bit better. We've we've seen this team win with trying to hide Jameis and run the ball and play good defense, and I think Taysom Hill kind of fits that role. You you don't try to expose Taysom Hill on offense. I think you try to hide him a little bit, let him make some plays. But I don't 
I don't think this was a good recipe for them. I'm surprised that they lost. Um, I'm surprised that the defense gave that much up. But, you know, Matt Ryan, he can still sling it. They, they can have their games, but it's kind of hard to predict. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, like, I, I, I mean, obviously they're they're currently in the seventh spot, and that spot is wide open in the NFC. Uh, it's just such a Jekyll and Hyde team, and I, you know the Saints. What the hell do you do with them, uh, Drew? Did you watch any of this game? What are your thoughts on both of these teams? Yeah, I I did watch this game because I did bet the Saints because I had a feeling that they were the better team. I mean, they went and. Uh, handled Tom Brady and the Buccaneers just fine uh, the week before who in my opinion is the best team in the NFC and they just um, they just took care of business so you're thinking wow okay let's uh, let's see them steamroll Atlanta that seems very possible and then all of a sudden they just have problems and I, I am so perplexed by that as well because um, you know Atlanta was missing Calvin Ridley uh, they did have Kyle Pitts, and, and it, it seemed like uh, Patterson had another huge game. He really got got moving, and they just didn't have an answer for it, and I was surprised. I thought the front line of the Saints would have ate up Matt Ryan and just caused havoc in that backfield all game long, and he seemed to be able to throw the ball just fine. Uh, so it was it was strange. I don't know if the Saints just had a down game after you know a huge win against the Bucks or what but I mean if you're a Bucks fan you got to be happy about it because now you know the Saints are like two games behind but um, yeah it, it was surprising all, all the way around and I just didn't think Trevor Simeon did enough for them to win that game uh, they were in the game and they could have had a chance to win it but they just couldn't pull it out and uh, in untypical fashion of Atlanta they did pull it out usually they lose these type of games and they were able to hang in there and, and win this. But going forward, I, I don't know what to do with either one of these teams. I feel like Atlanta is always hit or miss depending on how, how well Matt Ryan plays. That that seems to be the, the recipe in Atlanta. How well can, can Matt Ryan play and can the defense get up just a little bit? Because um, that is certainly their Achilles heel. Uh, and then for you know New Orleans, they have a quarterback problem. I mean, Trevor Simeon is who he is, but as – uh, you alluded to earlier, Kevin. I, I felt the same way, that, or I, or maybe it was Keith. That Kamara just didn't touch the ball enough, and yep. they really need, their offense moves through him. There's no question. He's one of the most talented guys in the NFL, and they certainly need to come up with better designs to get the ball to him, uh, so he can make plays in space. Yep, we'll see how they uh, get him the ball against the Titans this week, which makes scares the ever living shit out of me. Um, all right, Las Vegas Raiders travel to the Giants. Keith, you were texting about this. Uh, I I kind of had the feeling as well. I was really pissed that I didn't go with the Giants. It seemed like it was right there, and yeah, they came out and took care of business at home against the Raiders. Yeah, the pick was right there in front of us. You know, when we saw John Gruden leave the team, the Raiders came out really flat and they lost and we we missed on that and then the following week they just blew up so maybe that's the same scenario here with the rug situation they have a down week and then they come back the following week but um i didn't see a ton of this game i i thought i know at the beginning of the game i was feeling pretty good you know the raiders came out and actually played pretty decent but they ended up losing it in the end um the raiders are just not very balanced i mean uh, Derek Carr threw the ball 46 times, turned it over twice, and you know Josh Jacobs only carried 13 times. So that's never really a good recipe for a winning team. Yep. Um, going on the road like that against the Giants, I, I don't think the Giants did anything special. I don't think the Giants are, are very good. I'm not worried about them. Daniel Jones turned in another stinker. Um, Devontae Booker has done a really nice job for them, though, stepping in for Saquon Barkley. So. I'd really like to see this Giants team with all of their, their full complement of weapons. I, I really want to see that offense, but I, I'm not sure if we're ever going to get it. Uh, um, I don't think we will. Kadari One letdown. I mean, Kadarius Tony was really quiet in this game. You, you think with a lot of the weapons that they have out, you think he would step in and, and be a, a bigger part of the offense, but that just not happened this weekend. Um, one thing we did see out of the Raiders, Waller did get more involved this week with Ruggs being out, so that was nice to see. Um, I'm okay with this Raiders team going forward. I, th I think they have a lot of nice pieces, and I think Derek Carr is having a nice season. So I think this is just a little blip on their radar here. I I'm, I'm still okay with them going forward. Right on. Drew, do you feel the same way? Are you uh, comfortable with the Raiders going forward as a, play a potential playoff team? 
Yeah, I, I do. I, I think this game was, you know, out of division, a team they typically don't play often um, on the road. It did feel like a little trafish. Um, I was feeling it in my sphincter a little bit before the game. <laughs> it was it was trying to tell me something. Uh, I wasn't listening. Um, but, uh, you know, Derek Carr has been playing very, very well. Uh, but there's two turnovers that he had really, really cost him. They came at really bad times in the point of the game. Um, it took a lot of momentum away from this team. So that, that really hurt. Uh, it could have been worse, but Danny Dimes really didn't have a – a, a meaningful game in my opinion um but they did enough to win it was good they needed to win for sure because that team was starting to just mentally break down i feel like joe judge's head was about to pop off the last four weeks so uh, it was a good win for them a much needed win i think they needed to win more than the raiders did but at the same time the raiders are in a dogfight right now in the division that they got so uh every win from here on out is really going to count boys you know it's 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 where the rubber meets the road now uh we're getting in the second half of the season uh hopefully these teams have a little better continuity uh hopefully going forward we can pick them a little bit better uh but the way this season is gone i highly doubt that <laughs> it just seems like it's one of those years where everybody is in it um, so, yeah, the Raiders are certainly in it, no doubt, and uh, I expect them to get back to playing some decent ball here because uh, that just wasn't their best effort on Sunday. Yeah, it, it was one of the, like, just, it sucks just going against, uh, not going against them in that game because it was, the writing was on the wall and we just didn't see it. Um, we just ended up going with what we thought was the better team, but it was very trappy. Um, speaking of teams that I think we have figured out, uh, the New England Patriots and Carolina Panthers. I think I can can say definitively I can trust the Patriots. They're one of the few teams I think you can definitely hang your hat on. You can trust this team. Um, and the Panthers, after an early season uh, excitement over them in this podcast, we were thinking we were like geniuses picking a dark horse team to be strong. Yeah, they suck. Uh, Sam Darnold is not good. It, uh, that trade the Jets made, made with the Panthers is a smart move. The Sam Darnold is done. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with, uh, at quarterback. Because that team, the thing that sucks with that team is they're built to try. I think they think they're contenders, and they are clearly just a quarterback away. So, um, yeah, I like the Patriots a lot going forward. Keith, do you, do you uh, feel that your original pick of uh, Patriots winning that division is starting to look really nice? It is. It's shaping up okay. I, I don't think that Drew is convinced yet, but um, I, I, I'm okay with that. Um, I agree with you. Definitely one of the few teams that we, we can trust, and I, it's a team that it's a team that's built to play playoff football to me. Yep. They can run the football, they limit their mistakes, and they play defense. I don't know how many times I've said that on here, um, but I'm just going to keep saying it until they stop doing it. They're very well coached. Matt Jones, he's not flashy. He didn't have a great game in this one. But he didn't make the mistake that killed him, and they won the football game. The defense stepped up huge. They're scoring points for him. Um, they got Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson was involved in this game as well, so a little bit of a two-headed monster. Yep. Um, I just that that defense just absolutely just he they may have ended Sam Darnold's career. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was absolutely ugly. Um, I just got a little update here that said Sam Darnold has a broken scapula. He's going to miss a few weeks. So it's probably I think we're going to find out what P yeah, we're going to find out what PJ Walker's made of, or I'm thinking we may see the Panthers make a move to bring a quarterback in. I don't know what that means, but I mean, they, they certainly have a quarterback problem in Carolina right now. And it's a shame because I think that defense is built to win. I, I think they're very good. They're young. They're talented. But, you know, once a team loses their, I don't know, their, their will to win or, you know, defense goes out there and, and kills themselves trying to, to get the ball back and then Sam Darnold just tosses it back to the other team, it's kind of deflating. So um, Christian McCaffrey did come back. He only carried the ball 14 times, but he did lead them in receptions with four, uh, whatever that is good for but I don't know. They're not a very good team right now. I do like New England going forward. They got a tough matchup next week against Cleveland, so we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, for sure. That That's going to be a fun game. I can't wait to talk about that one on Friday night. Uh, Drew, how are you feeling about the Patriots? Do you do you like like what they're cooking? 
Yeah, I do. I, I honestly think they're one of the most consistent teams in the NFL. I mean, they, they may be losing games, but they show up in the losses. Um, and they're not getting blown out. They're not playing horrible in the losses. They're sticking with teams as they develop a young rookie quarterback who is facing a lot of controversy all of a sudden this week. And he may be the dirtiest player of all time, apparently. So uh, I love it. I, I love the Patriot hate. Keep it coming. It's nothing new for us. Uh, we, we like that. Um, and, I, and I do like this team going forward. I think they are catching their stride, and Mac is looking better and better each week. They keep dialing up plays that are a little bit better than last week, and their defense is holding tough. Now, Stephon Gilmore reintroduced himself to Patriot Nation. I didn't like seeing that, but um, they dodged it, and they got out of there with the win anyway. But, uh, yeah, they look good. With they, with their running attack, um, you got to love it. And then Mac Jones and his poise and his accuracy and, and, and just distributing the football to where it needs to go is a really, really good sign for things to come. And that defense is just holding it down when they need to. So there's a lot of good things going on with the Patriots right now. We're over 500 at five and four, and things are looking up. And I I give them a good chance to beat the the Browns this week. So yeah, they're 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 looking good. Uh, I'm not completely sold yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting lukewarm. I'm I'm starting to catch a buzz. Right on. Yeah, they're I mean they're set up in good position because the next game on the list, the Bills. I mean they got the living crap uh, kicked out of them by the Jaguars. Uh, the Jaguars version of Josh Allen was all over the quarterback version of Josh Allen on the Bills. He, uh, Josh Allen of the Bills had a terrible game. Uh, two picks um, just didn't look good, didn't look comfortable. They lost 9-6, to six and the Bills' offense looks like they're in trouble. And I don't know. I mean, the Jags are not a good team, and to lose and not even be able to put up a touchdown, that's not very good. Uh, Drew, you got to be feeling comfortable uh, with the Pats, man. Yeah, in that division at the moment, hell yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think the the Bills at this point could beat the Patriots. I, Josh Allen looks terrible. He, he just, um, I don't know what they're doing over there in Buffalo. I really don't. It's a, it's a debacle and a half. Um, for only score six points against the Jacksonville Jaguars, my God, I think everybody lost their ass this weekend on that yep. game alone. I yep. mean, nobody's. I think probably a hundred percent of the betters played that game. So just really tough to make out of and, and what's crazy too is uh trevor lawrence got hurt in that game and still came back and won um it, it's just wow you can see the excitement on urban meyer's face to get that w that meant a lot because earlier in the season the bills going into this game was first in total offense and first in total defense uh really really wild stuff uh, you just can't predict anything this year and i don't you know the bills this is their second kind of stinker in a row they they got away with one last week but this is like their second one in a row and you just got to start to wonder can they turn this around and if i i think if they were to play the patriots this week i think they would get hosed because i think they match up well um against the bills so yeah it's disappointing all the way around you thought a team that was very easy to predict that would come out every Sunday, give you them, give you their best, uh, get that offense clicking in the defense, and then they just keep laying these duds. So it's not looking pretty for the for Buffalo. They got some soul searching to do. First, absolutely do, Keith. I, I think you're going to be right with that division. Um, I don't like the look of this Buffalo Bills team. We'll see. I, I'm not real sure. Um, obviously, two duds in a row, like Drew said. I mean, the defense still played well. They only gave up nine points. So, I mean, that's something to something to hang your hat on, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, Josh Allen, I mean, the play calling in this game for the Bills was just atrocious. They only had, uh, let me see here, uh, nine carries outside of – outside of josh allen running the ball and i mentioned it on the preview that they got a, they went back to their old ways last week they just got away and abandoned the run and they only had 22 yards rushing outside of josh allen against the jaguars what are you trying to prove in this game honestly i mean josh allen he had a bad game but i i saw a lot of i saw a lot of this game actually and there was i mean he was under duress the entire time the, the offensive line did not have a good game 
and just in turn he did not have a good game so it forced him into some mistakes but this is a really bad loss and and Jacksonville <laughs> kind of a stupid part of the game they had an, a field goal attempt and there was a penalty then they tried it again another penalty and they tried it again they missed the field goal three times in a row so <laughs> uh, they actually should have lost by another three here but I mean I think Drew said not to not be able to put up a touchdown against this defense and this team it's just it's not good they they need to get back to balance football josh allen needs it um i don't know it's hard to say going forward i think they're a very talented team and i think josh allen is a good quarterback but he needs that that balance to be able to showcase it absolutely yeah i think that they they do need to get themselves right and they need to return to the balance attack otherwise they're in trouble uh the last one of the one o'clock games um this one looked like it was going to be Minnesota's game, and then everybody in that game realized that uh, he, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback for Minnesota, and Baltimore staged a come, fourth-quarter comeback. Lamar Jackson is playing out of his mind still, and Baltimore got the win. Um, I didn't really get to see a ton of this. I was changing the brakes on my car, so uh, during this game I was more focused on that. But uh, Keith, Baltimore, do you think that this team could be a legit threat for the number one seed in the AFC I think they could be I think they should be I think they're very talented I think they're well coached um obviously this is probably not the game that they expected to have against my Minnesota I know that I was nervous um I took the minus six no problem in this game coming off of the bye maybe another team that just wasn't ready to play um at home I, I feel like they should have waxed the Vikings. I mean, we just saw them lose to the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. So um, I don't know. That that defense has been hit or miss so far this year. They were very cold coming out to start the year, and then they kind of got hot before that Cincy game, and then they got shellacked. And then, I don't know, Dalvin Cook had a monster game. If, if they can't stop the run and play a little bit better defense, they might be in a little bit of trouble because I don't know how many more of these comebacks that Lamar has in them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they are kind of making Lamar be Superman this year, and you never know how long that'll last. Um, Drew, I mean, is it time to say goodbye to Minnesota? I, I know you were, you've been kind of hoping they were going to catch fire here, and they have done the opposite. Yeah, I, I didn't think Minnesota played all that bad. I mean, hell, they, they, took, they took the Ravens down to the wire at home. Um, they lost, obviously, and that hurts, but you know, Minnesota still has plenty of talent on that team. They just got to play a little bit better. But I was surprised, you know, that the Ravens uh, struggled against them. I, I, I picked the minus six in this game. I, I thought, you know, oh, Ravens at home, Lamar Jackson, no problem. But, yeah, they, 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 they really struggled, and they keep living on these comebacks. And I don't know, in the NFL, you can keep living on these things. Um it shows a lot about the tenacity of, of of the team itself, but at the same time, why are they going down so so much in every single game they play? They need to do some soul searching and look into that and try to tie that up because they could be the best team in the AFC, but I got the Titans as the best team in the AFC. I got the Titans winning the Super Bowl. They're just amazing. So the they're going to have to step. <laughs> they're going to have to step up. And, uh, you know, give the Titans uh, a run for their money right now because I don't think the Titans let them come back in these games. And I don't think any good team lets, lets them come back in, in, in these games. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was another wild game. I, and halfway through it, I thought, oh, shit, well, the Ravens are going to lose here. They're, this is this day is this is how this day is going. For sure as shit, the Ravens will lose too, and everything just keeps getting turned upside down this week. But Lamar Jackson did play Superman. He's really, really incredible at times. I feel like he's a liability at times, though, too. So that's why I just don't think they can keep living uh, on these on these games. One of these, point, one of these times they're going to get the dagger. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, something about this team, to me, they, they have been resilient through injuries, and they have the look of a team that will fight through anything and will absolutely steal a game in Tennessee in the playoffs. So I fucking don't want to go anywhere near this team. They scare the living shit out of me, and Lamar Jackson's on, on fire. So we'll see what happens. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then go to the 4 o'clock games with the Chargers and Eagles right after this. 
Chargers, Eagles. I was the only one on the Eagles. I thought the Eagles would be able to pull this off. They they hung with the Chargers. This game was much closer than I think many people expected, but ultimately the Chargers were able to pull out the win. Um, you know, nothing that I think Philly did other than just the fact that they can, they tried to play tough at home, um, and I don't trust the Chargers that much. But um, going forward, Drew, do you like the Chargers, or do you are you a little nervous of them? I mean, I'm not nervous, but I'm not, like, gun-ho about them either. I, I feel like they still have some things that they need to do, especially the last couple weeks where they were super hot and then they faded. Um, and this game, I didn't think they did anything particularly special. In fact, I was surprised as hell how much the Eagles ran the ball. I mean, did you guys see that too? Like, yep. It seemed like they were running the ball every freaking play. And uh, I was just shocked because they haven't been doing that all year. And I was thinking, oh, my God, I think the Eagles doing this could actually win this game because the Chargers give up a lot of rushing yards. Uh, That's kind of their Achilles heel uh, going into this year. And it has been the storyline. And here's the Eagles and Sirianni actually paying attention to that and running the shit out of the ball. And and Hertz was running the shit out of the ball. And they really gave... uh, the Chargers all they could handle, but uh, Justin Herbert had the ball in his hands late, and they had a very good game plan. They executed very well to capitalize on that win, and that bodes well moving forward. You know, when you can pull out close wins and do it in a methodical way, in a smart way, an intelligent way, um, that can build a lot of confidence in a team. Um, so there's Definitely a possibility that they can start getting hot right now, but it was a close game. Vegas had it right. I mean, there it was a pick'em's game going into it, and it pretty much was how it played out. So, yeah, it was very a very good game. I watched all of it because my dad's an Eagles fan, and um, I'm glad that the Chargers got the win because uh, I desperately needed that. Right on, Keith. Uh, what are your thoughts on the birds? Does that does the Eagles finding this run game give you any pause as a Cowboys fan? Does this make you feel a little bit more nervous about playing the Birds? Not really, because they still lost. <laughs> so um, I, I think it was a good game plan by them. I, I feel like Sirianni's been listening to us about getting the run game more involved. So, <laughs> he has been. In uh, that game, they ran the ball 39 times Ooh. to just 17 passes were uh, Jalen Hurts. I, I, I think that's just a little bit of overkill, to be honest. Uh, you want to be you want to be balanced, obviously, but to run that many times, I mean, obviously, that's the recipe against the Chargers. And if the Chargers can't figure that out, I mean, they're in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Come, come playoff time, I think there's going to be a lot of teams in in the mix there that are just Running teams right that can run the, the football. So, yep. um, I, I think it was a good game plan by Philly. I think they took it a little bit too far, maybe, um, but it definitely did keep them in that game, and it was a lot closer than I had expected. But I mean. Herbert had a monster game for sure. I, th- I still believe in that offense, but defense for the Chargers, absolutely, they have to figure out how to stop the run uh, to at least, I mean, I don't know. The, the secret's out, it, it appears, because obviously, I mean, you take a team like Philly who was just reluctant and refused to run the football and they come out and run that many times, I think the secret's out. Yeah, that that team does not have a look of a team that it – can win in January and February that's for damn sure because like you said playoff time bad weather you know a team's going to come out and just jam it down their throat I I don't I I don't know I mean they may be able to tread water and make the playoffs but I don't I don't see them going very far unless they really correct that defense Um, okay speaking of other teams I don't see going far the Kansas City Chiefs whoop-de-doo they beat an a Aaron Rodgers list Green Bay Packers team by six points they only were able to put up 13 points in this game at home against the Packers. Um, you know, Drew and I were on the Packers. Keith reluctantly switched to the Chiefs. You got one, easy one on you, uh, Keith. But, um, yeah, nothing the Chiefs did in this made me think that they were back. Keith, do you feel do you feel nervous for the Chiefs at all? Yeah, they should be. And Chiefs fans, I think, as well should be. I think they, they – they, I don't know. They got a layup there, kind of, on on the schedule. They got lucky with Aaron Rodgers being out. With with Rodgers in there, I think they would have got beat by 20 points, possibly. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, Jordan Love, he's just not ready yet. 
Um, I thought also a little bit of a bad game plan from Green Bay. Yep. Uh, Aaron Jones only carried the ball 12 times in a game where Aaron Rodgers didn't play. I, that one, I just don't understand whatsoever. Um, I think Green Bay, they kept it closer than I had anticipated, to be honest with you. But we, we just got to see a breakthrough for that Kansas City offense. They're just absolutely broken right now. I don't know if it's complacency or what it is, but they just they got to get out of that funk. Um, I think Green Bay's defense, they just I keep saying they're playing above expectation, but maybe they're actually pretty good. I'm not real sure. Um, but, yeah, this game would have went a lot differently if Aaron Rodgers was able to play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if they, they got lucky as fuck to be able to go against – uh, the Packers with Jordan Love. I mean, he lo- Jordan Love looked like he might as well have thrown one of the three of us out there and told us to go play quarterback because every time he was blitzed, he had literally no idea what to do and just threw it up. Yeah, he, he looked terrible. I couldn't believe... I actually was starting him in a fantasy league. Fucking... That was dumb. Uh, Drew, um, as far... Going forward, I think the Packers look like a really good team. That defense looks solid. Chiefs, not so much. Yeah, it's surprising that... Uh, the Packers' defense is playing so well. Jair Alexander, who's possibly one of the best corners in the league, didn't even play, and they still kind of went toe to toe and held the Chiefs to, you know, only 13 points there. So, yeah, the, the Packers' defense is playing a lot better than uh, I think we're giving them credit for. For sure. Uh, obviously, Love was uninspiring. I honestly, going into this game, just. I'm so off of Kansas City that I thought, well, love being in the league under Aaron Rodgers for a year and a half could come up with something better than he did on Sunday. I don't know if it was just nerves that got to him, the pressure, uh, you know, of being Aaron Rodgers' possible replacement. I don't really know what the situation. Maybe he was just really upset that he that the you know the Chiefs put his mom and his girlfriend up at the nosebleed at the very last. Uh, set of seats in the stadium. I don't know, but it was uh, it was disappointing. I was hoping that the Chiefs would have would have got a loss there and kind of just faded out of the playoffs this year. But they're kind of just still hanging around. And I think once Aaron Rodgers gets back, um, you know the Packers are going to be the play. They seem to be uh, pretty solid and, and trustworthy at this point. I mean they. Agreed. They are a team that's playing well and playing together. The fact that they can go into Arizona, who some people think is the best team in the NFC, and without Devontae Adams and take a win there, uh, says a lot, boosts their confidence. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I thought Matt LaFleur didn't call a particularly good game for his quarterback in love this week. I think that was a detriment, and it just – Love in general didn't play real inspiring football. Didn't hit Devontae Adams enough. You really should have leaned on him um, being that veteran and one of the best receivers in the game, but it just didn't happen. And then the Chiefs, man, they're 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 just you know they're they're just not good. You can see that this just isn't their year. They're trying, but they just can't get it together. They're they're broken. Mahomes seems to be broken. I think he's losing his confidence of being. Uh, that showboating gunslinger that the league catered to the last two years, and now he's coming back down to earth a little bit. And I don't want to say teams are figuring them out, but they're certainly learning how to play them better, and they're not stepping up to their potential, and they're starting to come back to earth. So, yeah, it was pretty telling of a game. Yeah, NFL stands for not for long, and that shit – not for long. They're, I don't. I don't see anything out of that team that makes me think that they're going to figure it out. I, I don't trust the Chiefs at all the remainder of the season. And you know, until they make a major change to the team, I don't trust them going forward. So, all right, moving on to the Arizona Cardinals and San Francisco 49ers. We were all in the Niners because we thought no Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins. Of course, the Niners are going to take care of business at home and get themselves right and get themselves into playoff contention in the NFC. Not so fast. Arizona pushed the, the Niners shit in, like not even close to being uh, a game. Um, backup quarterback, no uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and yeah, the Niners are. I, th- I think it's about time to write them off. Drew, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think the Niners are cooked. Um, I just it's lackluster in all phases of the ball, even in the coaching. 
Yeah, they just, uh, their goose is cooked, as they, they say in show business. So, uh, really, the, 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 the play of the game and the player of the game was, was Connor. He just ran all over San Francisco. Yep. And uh, Arizona looked good. Their defense was tenacious. Um, and they're impressive. To be able to get a win like that, you, you know, it says the same about the Packers. So, good teams learn to win without you know a whole lot of skilled position players and that's exactly what arizona did they they won with what was in the cupboard and it, they look good doing it and um yeah arizona just keeps trucking along yep i, I mean i'm still i'm still not convinced that that team's going to be a legit playoff contender like a, a legit team to play in into make it deep into the playoffs keith do you still have that weird feeling about them I don't, and I'll be honest, originally when we went to do our preview, I I had the cards circled as my pick, and my reason being was going to be good teams find ways to win. And the 49ers, I just don't think are good. They're not a good team. And the the reason that I picked the Niners was because I didn't think Cliff Kingsbury was going to have Colt McCoy ready to come out to play. And, you know, he came out, he didn't light anything up, but he also didn't make the mistake that killed him. So yep. um, I think we we underestimated the Cardinals a little bit. They came out, they adapted to not having Kyler Murray, and now it looks like they also might have a power run game when they need it. So yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think they played, I think the defense is just better than people expect it to be. And I, I think they, they controlled the ball throughout this game, which was very important for them to, to, to winning. So... Um, James Conner obviously had a big game. We saw Chase Edmonds. I think he let he got hurt this week, um, so Conner's going to have to step up and try to stay healthy yep. for this which team is, going forward. And, and yeah, and and they need they need Murray back healthy and they need uh, Hopkins back healthy. But if they can get healthy and get right, I mean, this team is legit. I think the defense is underrated. Uh, we talked about them before the season even started as being an underrated unit, and yep. I think. I think when they need them, they step up and they play. This is just it's a good team win for them, and I I don't know. I'm, it's one of the ones that I'm upset that I didn't stick with my pick. It's just kind of one of those ones that you should have seen coming, but we didn't. So um, I thought it was a good game for them, and definitely they're just going to keep on rolling here. Is it time we start trusting Cliff Kingsbury? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean that's always I, the stink on them, right? Yeah, he literally is the reason that I changed my pick, and – I don't know. I, maybe, I don't know. It could be one of those teams this year that just comes out of nowhere. And I don't know. Maybe they're the team of destiny this year. Who knows? Maybe. Um, moving into the Sunday night game, the Tennessee Titans, they took care of business on the road against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I honestly didn't see this coming. I was expecting, like like I told Drew on last week's preview, I actually think Derrick Henry getting 10 weeks of rest is actually a blessing in disguise. If he if he wasn't hurt, um, he would have ended, been going into the playoffs with 500 carries. So, you know, I actually think that, that this is actually a, a good thing for the Titans in a way. Um, I didn't see this out of them. Their defense is playing ball-hawking, hungry defense, and... I want to see this continue against a bad team now. <laughs> I want to see them carry this momentum and this drive into a game against a bad team because uh, they have historically gotten up for these big games with Rabel as coach, and they have historically let down against bad teams. But um, I was happy to see the win. Keith, do you do you think this is a legit team? Well, at the beginning of the season, we talked about I think they are well coached, and I think you can agree with me that the Titans and the Cowboys kind of take a similar trajectory sometimes because yes. they, they, they have the offense, they have the defense, they get up for games, then they fall flat on their face. Um, I don't, I didn't see this win coming at all. Um, I didn't like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I really don't. I can't explain it. I don't know why this happened, but yeah, the defense, I mean, holy shit coming out of nowhere yeah and they were just all over Stafford and this offense from the get-go and they're just they showed up they were ready and they were hungry like you said and they got it done um I think the Rams I mentioned last week that they weren't really battle tested so to speak they've played a lot of weak teams so far this year and we got to kind of remember that Stafford is Stafford sometimes and I think that's kind of what came out this week so I like the Titans. I, I 
if it would have been a week later, I would have picked them probably. I did not expect them to be able to adjust so quickly on offense to, you know, put something together like that. But, I mean, I think the storyline here is all about the defense in this one. It was all about that D, baby. Yeah, it was It was surprising. I mean, that defense, I mean, if they can play with that juice, like I said, against against a bad team, I'll, I'll really start believing in this team. Drew, you say you've got this team as a Super Bowl contender. Tell me why. Yeah, man, they just seem to be catching fire. They seem to be playing as a, as a unit, and I think once they got over the hurdle of the Colts, it really gave them the confidence that, you know, they're a team to be messed with. And, and, and you know, I, I think Derrick Henry going down certainly hurt, but they, you know, next man up, get Peterson in there and, and, and run the ball a little bit. But Tannehill's starting to play a little bit better. He's, uh, he's making some better throws. He's... AJ Brown needs to start catching the ball. For sure. Um, yep. But but other but other than that, you know, Julio's getting more involved, uh, and AJ Brown's getting more involved. But the, really, it's the defense. We have always talked, um, just personally and on this podcast, that the thing that's been holding the Texans or the uh, Titans back has been that defense. And now, um, you know, they're looking tenacious as hell. I. I'm so surprised, especially in this game, is how much pressure they got to uh, Matthew Stafford. I, I was in shock with that. I, I was, I just couldn't believe every time it happened. I'm like, holy Christ, man! These yeah. guys are getting after it, and that is the sign to me that tells me that they can go deep in the playoffs when their when their front seven is starting to get after the quarterback and giving help to that those weaker DBs on the back end. Um, yeah, that is when the, the Titans start turning things around, and that's what they certainly are doing right now. And I think we're giving the Rams a lot, a lot of credit because they went out and whooped the shit out of the Bucks. Uh, you know, Super Bowl uh, champions here, and then they, and then we're holding a lot of stock to that. But the Rams really have been up and down, fluctuated, not really played dominating football since that game. So. Uh, it was a weird one. I, I didn't see it coming. I thought, well, they're playing at SoFi. Um, McVeigh is an offensive genius. He'll burn them over the top. But they didn't. They didn't throw anything over the top. I thought Van Jefferson was going to have a huge night because that's what he does. And it just wasn't the case. And, they didn't have time to um, throw it to him. No, they certainly didn't. And that was the recipe for why they won. Because had they have given him the time, they probably would have got smoked deep. But it just wasn't the case. Um, I thought the Rams went away from Darrell Henderson uh, too early. I thought they needed to keep just pounding him and, and, and breaking that, that that pass open because Cooper Cup would have been there, Woods would have been there. But it just wasn't the game plan and the game flow uh, of the game. And, boy, the Titans shocked them, and they came out, and they whooped them. I loved, I loved it. Right on. Yeah, I, I loved it too. Watching the game, I was very excited. It was it was fun. Like I said, I want to see them keep that juice against the team that they should take care of business with, and then I'll start really taking them seriously. All right, moving on to our final game, Monday night game, Bears-Steelers. We were all on the Steelers. I didn't watch the second half of this game because I had to wake up early for work. Um, but, yeah, Pittsburgh got the win. There was a lot. It seemed as if the refs wanted to be involved in this one a lot, right, Drew? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, the rest of this year is just oh. – it is a it is a point of frustration, not only from the fan standpoint, but the players are getting really frustrated. Uh, it, it's just terrible. I kind of felt bad for the Bears, even though I picked picked the Steelers. I would have loved for the Bears to have won this game. I really would have. But you know, just too many bad penalties that went against them at the end there. And then you know, Justin Fields not getting getting some calls at the end too. I mean, he really got clobbered. Now I, I don't care for the one that he didn't give himself up as a runner that one i'm okay with he gave him up himself up too late but then the next play man uh, as a late hit he got pummeled from behind and i thought that should have been a flag and I, they just kind of did them dirty and they felt like they were pulling for pittsburgh in a sense because big ben didn't play that well they didn't get the ball to Najee harris in the in the passing game all that often which I was really disappointed because it really honestly cost me a bet. I had him as 20-plus yards catching that game. Very shocked that he didn't get that. But 
All in all, Big, Big Ben is still not impressing me. He doesn't seem to be getting any better week to week. He's doing just enough to make one good throw here and there that, that moves, the, moves the stick. But you get any pressure on him, he folds like a cheap chair. So um, the Steelers' defense, though, was really the, probably the, the star of the game. Uh, T.J. Watt was just a monster. Uh, he, he had another excellent game. And then um, Howard... Um, Cameron Howard, who, who ended up Hayward, sorry, Hayward, that had that amazing interception. That was a, a really turning point of the game, too. So they did enough to beat the Bears, and the Bears kind of beat themselves. But Justin Fields is looking better and better each week. Yes, he certainly is. Keith, um, any other thoughts on this one? Yeah, I thought the, the Bears were probably the better team on the field last night, and I, I feel like the, the officiating really held them back. They, they were penalized 12 times to just five for Pittsburgh, and it seemed like a lot of bad calls in crucial moments during that game. Um, they, they had it well in hand there for a while, and then at the end, you know, Ray-Ray McLeod on a punt return, he does this weird fumble thing behind his back and turned the ball <laughs> over that really gave the Bears a chance. Uh, but, yeah. Overall, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers did anything special in this game. I think they got out of there alive with the win. Um, I was glad to see that Justin Fields kind of opened it up a little bit. They they were throwing downfield, which was really good to see. I thought he had a good game. I thought he played well enough to win. Um, but, yeah, I'm with Drew. The, Justin Fields, he goes out there. He gets just like the shit beat out of him nonstop, and he does not get the calls. I don't understand it. I don't know what the reasoning is behind that, but – the officiating was absolutely really, really bad in this game. Um, they, they threw that taunting call on the Bears, and then the ref hip checks a player on his way <laughs> yep. back to the sideline. Like that ref should absolutely either be suspended or fined. No, oh, absolutely. Like, some, something had, something has to fucking happen here. Or I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> just, a, just an angry fan watching the game. I tweeted out last night at NFL officiating that you are not good. <laughs> they're they're um, terrible, and they're putting just, themselves too much into the game. But I mean, to hip check a player like that, yeah. I mean, it's very obvious in the video that's what happened. It's just very sad to see, but I mean, I think the Steelers are probably better than the Bears, but I think they did figure a little bit something out. I think Fields is kind of getting it. Uh, we saw him last night. He, he grabbed a little bit of swagger and a little bit of confidence, which I think is really good for him. Uh, so hopefully they keep opening it up and letting him throw down the field a little bit more. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Right on. All right. We've covered all these games. Let's quickly do our ch- uh, chili rings for the week, and then we'll make our pick for Thursday night. Drew, you can go first. Who is your chili ring? Yeah, so there's no doubt in my mind uh, the worst one was was Buffalo because they they lost to the Jaguars, but second is the Cowboys, no doubt. Right on. Uh, Keith, what about you? (laughs) Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I'm going to pick Buffalo because I have to have one. Um, It's really stupid because I actually bet that game. I bet the spread for Buffalo, and I was not comfortable at 14.5, so I actually bet it down to 13.5 because I thought, oh, what if they win by 14? (laughs) <laughs> and they absolutely lost the fucking game. So uh, Buffalo is definitely my chili ring. Yeah, I, I, I like both of those. Obviously, those are pretty obvious ones. Mine, I think the Niners, because I, th- I was really thinking must-win game for them if they want to stay alive in the division, playing against a backup quarterback uh, at home. You know, I, I just think that they they had a lot more re- – like it, there was no letdown potential like the other two. Like this was truly a must-win game, and they just came out and did not get it done. All right, this week's Thursday night game, let's make this pick really fast as well. The Miami Dolphins host the Baltimore Ravens. The Dolphins are seven-and-a-half-point home underdogs. Um, I think think this looks like an easy uh, Ravens win, right, Keith? Yeah, I'm going to roll with them. It seems like teams are having trouble traveling to Florida recently, yep. uh, but I'm still just going to – I'm going to roll with the Ravens. The one thing I don't like is the uh, – Lamar Jackson had 21 carries in that game this past week. So uh, hopefully he's fresh and ready to go, ready to take a couple more hits to get that win on prime time. Right on. Drew, who are you taking? Yeah, I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. The Ravens are going to be down 14-6 to at halftime. 
and then 21 to 6 on the third quarter, and then they just roll in the fourth quarter and stomp the Dolphins. So that's how I see this game going, and I'm picking the Ravens. Right on. I'm with both of you guys. I don't have the nuts to take the Dolphins. I feel like this could be a game where they come out hot early. Uh, every they're they're honey dicking their fans into thinking they're going to get that, get an upset win, and then ultimately I think Baltimore pulls it off in the end. I think it'll be it's going to be a comeback win for Baltimore. I don't see them coming out and just stomping stomping the yard. All right. Well, we've covered a lot tonight. Um, we appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. Uh, we hope you guys have a great week, and we will be checking in with you guys on Friday with our weeks, our picks for Week 10. We look forward to talking to you then. Until then, we are out.